Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is Steve Gordon. He is the founder over at UnstoppableCEO.net. He's also the host of Unstoppable CEO Podcast. You can find him on iTunes and all the major uh, outlets and platforms there. And he's a husband and father of four. In his company, Unstoppable CEO, he builds a done-for-you marketing system um, to really design for the unique challenges of selling professional services. So he's helping uh, business owners really grow their brands. Um, and he was on my other podcast, First 100K. That's how we got to know each other. I liked him immediately. Hopefully he liked me maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes into the show. I don't know. But uh, really uh, a like-minded individual, not just in business, but we got to chatting about faith. We got to chatting about God and just our spiritual life. And it's not all about real success. is isn't all about just money, making money and, and the pursuit of success. But it's really, what about spiritual success? What does that look like? And, uh, you know, he's, he said, hey, I'd love to be on Broken Catholic. I said, hey, I'd love to have you on Broken Catholic. And here we are, less than a week later on this show. And we're going to talk about Steve's um, faith journey. We're going to talk about what God's been doing in his life. And really get into it. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Go ahead and share, uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Sure, Joseph. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I enjoyed our first conversation about business. This one's going to be a little bit more challenging, as I shared with you before we started. Um, so, uh, yeah, fill in the gaps. Well, you you hit the notes business wise. Um, personally, um, I you know I, I'm going to be. 49 years old next year. And uh, as everyone I've ever met who is approaching this age has, I got some scars, man. Um, I, uh, I totally get the battle scars. I think we all have them. I actually, those are my favorite guests, Steve, is guys who have been there, done that. They've been in the trenches. They've taken the arrows. And we're going to talk about some spiritual uh, battle scars uh, today. So uh, before we do, take a minute, share something personal about you uh, that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, I think probably most people don't know that, uh, that I've been divorced and that um, our family currently, we mentioned, I mentioned that we have four kids. Um, we're kind of like the Brady Bunch. So my wife had two boys. I had two girls. We kind of brought them all together. Um, and we've we've integrated them, I think, fairly successfully. And so I think a lot of people are surprised when they find out that, uh, you know, we, we didn't kind of take the traditional path. 
Mm, I get that. And you know, there's so many integrated families out there. And, and I, I know of families personally where, you know, they go and adopt even more kids right on their own just to give those kids a chance at life. So I think we're living in a totally different generation. So start a uh, broken Catholic nation. This is, see, I have two podcasts, Steve. This is why I, sometimes I intermix <laughs> my, my nations, right? But you know, my audience loves me and forgives me as I love them. So broken Catholic nation, this is why I invited Steve on the show is really, let's get into what God's done in his life. So Steve, take us back um, and talk about like your childhood. What, uh, were you raised with faith? If so, what denomination? What did that look like early on? And uh, then I, I'm just going to dig in with some questions as we go. Yeah, um, I, I was raised in the Episcopal tradition, and um, and and I think scarred by my parents at a very early age because there's a picture of me going to Sunday school in a polyester plaid three-piece suit that my mother made when I was probably about seven years old. And uh, I still have nightmares about it, but uh, those yeah, are battles, we, battle scars right there, my friend. Exactly, polyester yeah, so, <laughs> is awful. But uh, you know, we grew up going to church. Um, you know, every Sunday, and um, went to a great little church um, up until probably about 1982, and there were some changes in, in the Episcopal Church that my parents weren't fans of, and, and we kind of stopped. And um, and around that time, they decided to send my brother and I to um, to a private school, um, an Episcopal-run elementary school, and then on to a, uh, a high school. And so, you know, we kind of had that weekly rhythm. It wasn't, hmm. you know, with family on Sundays. It was on Wednesdays in, you know, in chapel. But um, had that weekly rhythm pretty much all through my life um, growing up. And... Uh, um, you know, now looking back, I, I kind of look at that as the, the milepost, you know, um, just that, that Sunday morning reset. So yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's been there for a long time. What was it like growing up, seeing your parents, uh, you know, raise you in one tradition, Episcopalian, and then all of a sudden shifting and stopping and then redirecting you in another, did it raise any questions for you personally as a, a young boy? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I completely understood why they were, you know, they were making the that, that change. Um, and um, I probably wasn't mature enough to really question it at the time. I just meant I got Sunday mornings free, um, you know, if, if we're being honest about it, you know. But at that age, you know, I think I was maybe 10 or 11 years old um, at the time. And so... Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that I connected the dots back then. Um, really wasn't until I got into high school that I, I started beginning to understand um, my, my faith a little bit. And then probably didn't progress a whole lot until I was almost 40. Mm. Faced with, you know, a, the first significant life challenge, you know. Mm. I get that. And, and I think that's so common, right? We have, we, many of us, I think, BC Nation, we all have this gap, right? Where for many of us, we're raised with faith and we follow it up until we're adults, 18 years of age. Then we go out on our own and we do the whole prodigal son, prodigal daughter type experimentation. Uh, and we all have different versions of it. Some of us go all the way 
off the deep end like I have. Um, and some of us, we, we dip our foot in the, in the pool. Um, but then we, we, life hits us. Uh, we bottom out sometimes or we realize, you know, this is all empty. Like, what's the point? And, and I think God uses these uh, moments in our life to really redirect us back to him. Um, to really refocus us that he's the answer. He always has been. And now there's this mature, uh, this maturity of faith, I think, that we're given that opportunity. And so you said you came back about age 40. I mean, that's a large gap there. Well, and, you know, I was attending church all along. I just don't think I progressed Mm -hmm. in my relationship with God. What do you think was, what do you think was missing? Um, I think there was just this, this lack of real understanding of what the gospel is really all about. So, you know, I grew up, um, you know, kind of, as I described, so in, in high school, we had these theology classes that we went through and, and, um, I just, I can remember being in high school and like sitting in, in that chapel and, you know, a typical Wednesday service and, and, you know, just like wondering, okay, well, how am I ever going to overcome this? Like, so that I could be good enough to, you know, go to heaven at the end. Right. Mm. Not a really mature thought, but, but that was the thought. And, and that kind of stuck for a while. And, um, you know, and then, um, I get to right around age 39 and my wife at the time decides that, that, uh, you know, she's, she doesn't want to be married any longer. Um, and, um, you know, and so the world gets turned upside down and kind of simultaneously with that, um, you know, the, the business that I'd owned at the time, um, was just being beat up by, uh, what was going on in the economy in, in, you know, 07, 08 and 09. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a rough time. It was the first time in my life I've had that much of a challenge. You know, I've usually mm-hmm. felt like I was, I was able to handle, handle anything that came my way. And what I quickly found out was I was in over my head in almost every area of life. And, um, and I needed help. And I started asking for help. And uh, what did that look like specifically? Well, so my first wife was Catholic. So when we got married, um, I became Catholic and it was uh, really meeting with a a priest in our, our parish, a really young priest, uh, brand new and um, kind of explained what, you know, what I was going through. And, um, he really took the time to kind of sit with me. Um, mm. and we met, we probably only met three or four times, but, um, but he shared some things with me, um, that were, I, I guess eye opening for me at the time, you know, the, do you remember what they were? Well, just the, the concept of grace never entered my head. Mm. I mean, I may have heard the word and, 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 on the surface understood what it was, but I hadn't experienced it and I didn't understand how it actually applied. And when that clicked and I finally said, 
there's nothing I'm going to do ever to be worthy. So I better just give up that whole line of activity and thinking and intention and just give up and say, thank you Mm. and be grateful. What I'm hearing you say, and, and BC Nation, what a, an awesome, awesome point that Steve is bringing up right now is by grace, we are saved, right? Not through performance, right? Of course, we got to, you know, it's through that outpouring of grace that we show up and do good. We love others. We love God, et cetera, right? You can't have that missing, right? There's a natural outpouring of love um, and mercy and forgiveness with others when God's doing, giving you that but that you get to earn heaven is is such a lie of the enemy right that many of us fall into i've fallen into that you know many times and i tried to perform my way into heaven you know perform well perform with excellence and that's how i was raised marine corps training and be a perfect little soldier and uh, so steve i really get what you're saying there and so what was that like for you when you got to surrender that it was through God's grace that you're saved and, and, and the gates of heaven are open to you now. Now it's, you got to actually start, you know, maybe shifting behaviors in life. I don't know. I don't know what was going on back then. What was that like for you? It was, I mean, frankly, it was like the weight of the world was lifted, Mm. you know, um, with the circumstances that I was in at the time you know, there was a tremendous amount of pressure and a lot of negative things happening. And I don't know that I, I would have made it through that had I not Mm. had something to sort of hang on to, to, uh, you know, to kind of reassure me that, yeah, there's a better future out there. You know, there's, there's a path forward. There's a purpose, um, you know, for, for you being here and experiencing this. And it, it changed how I looked at, at going through that entire process. So rather than looking at it as, oh, woe is me, this is an awful thing. I, I began to look at it as a, a learning opportunity. And, um, you know, and I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how to practice being faithful on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, I, I tell my wife over and over again, I said, the one thing I learned through that time is that, that kind of the, what I see as the, the root sin is worry. Worry. Because when you're worried, you, it, it means you don't have faith. Mm. If you had faith, you wouldn't worry. And, and so you know, during that time, I, I learned to use that as a, almost like a trigger. So when I find myself now getting really worked up and worried, which happens, everybody has that, right? It, it's almost like I go, wait, stop. Okay, let's refocus on how I've been blessed. Let's refocus on all of the good that exists. And yeah, there may, there may be the circumstance here that has to be dealt with, but um, but my job is to be faithful and to pay attention and to listen and then to act accordingly. But, uh, my job isn't to figure it all out. Mm. 
I really like that. And, you know, it's, uh, BC Nation, just to be transparent, because Steve's doing so well at it right now, I got to catch up here. I just had that today. I woke up, everything's good in my life, but my brain lied to me and told me it wasn't. You ever have that where all of a sudden worry just hits for no good bleeping reason? And you're like, why am I stressing out? Nothing is wrong. But mm -hmm. like fear just sits in and the anxiety attacks of the enemy. And it's like, it's all going to crash and burn. You're not good enough. You're, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, Always. ah, what the bleep? And Steve, I, I love the way you said it. It's when worry hits, you know, refocus on God. You know, and you use that as an indicator now to get quiet, uh, to refocus on your blessings and really, oh, what is God doing right now? And your job is to trust him, hmm. right? Your job is to have faith. That's it. And then be alert as to how he's moving in your life. Anything you want to add to that? I think it's brilliant. No, I mean, I think, I think that that summarizes it really, really well. And it's easy so if I were on the other side of this and I was listening to us, it would be easy to, to sit there and go, well, those guys, I mean, anybody can say that, right? Um, the experience of it doesn't, it, it, the experience of it isn't as clean as, as what you and I just described, right? All right, make it messy for us. Right, so I, I had one of those periods over the last couple of weeks where I was feeling kind of stressed about, you know, where things were going in my business, not for any good reason, at all um, because things are actually going really, really well. And, um, and it, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not like flipping a switch, you know? So I can, I can stop myself and say, okay, I'm worried. I need to just surrender this and, and just refocus. But sometimes that might take a week. Mm you know, to really move through that because that keeps, that attack keeps coming back to you. Um, you know, and, and I think being aware of, of that um, and understanding that when it comes, it's, I mean, you mentioned it's, you know, an attack of, you know, of the enemy. It, it, it is, it's false. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. And it's normally attacking our identity. Mm-hmm right? In who we are as sons and daughters of God. That's how you know it's from the enemy, BC Nation. If it attacks who you are, your own worth, like your personal identity as a child of God from the enemy, it's a lie. Trash it and refocus, right? Go back to scripture and, and just fill your brain, your, fill your mind with, with all the truth, right? You got to let go of the lies. So Steve, can I give you something here? Please. Um, yeah, a little contribution in this direction. Um, I give this to my coaching clients with the spiritual coaching is something I developed called the surrender principle. And it's really simple, right? And most things with God are simple, right? We just overcomplicate them. So the surrender principle simply states that your level of happiness is in direct proportion to what you're holding on to or what you surrender to God. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it fluctuates. It goes up and down based on what you're holding on to. Right. And most of the time, God is trying to bless you with something good in your life. Right. He's got good plans for you, not of harm or evil, but for good. Right. And you and I are blocking his blessings. Why? Because we're worried. We're worried about fear, anxiety, stress, all this other stuff. And all he's saying is, my son, trust me. My daughter, trust me. I control the universe. 
trust me, I got it. I got your business. I got your, your family. I got your kids. Everything's fine. Focus on me. I'm your number one, right? So the surrender principle is simply this, and it, this is what it looks like practically BC Nation. And Steve, you could use it if you so choose or, or not. Totally up to you. But simply say this prayer for the next 10 days every morning, right? And just in your quiet time, five minutes or whatever, just say, Father, I surrender to you and then fill in the blank. Whatever that hairy monster thing is that's stressing you out, causing anxiety, the lie, your identity, all this stuff, just fill in the blank because it's always a different fill in the blank. There's always some new thing to worry or stress about, right? But those are the words. And I believe, and I've seen it clearly in my own life with all my coaching clients, God is waiting for you to say those words to him. Father, I surrender to you this thing. And until we do, see, God will never trump our free will, right? He waits for us to surrender it. And it, we have to say it out loud, on, unfortunately, right? And many of us don't know this. And it's a simple technique. And as soon as we do it, and I did it today, I got on this podcast with you and I said, hey, Steve, earlier today, I was a grumpy kind of bleepity bleep with some people because I, I just had all this fear and anxiety going on. And halfway through the day, I represented myself to the surrender principle. I surrendered it. I said, Father, I surrender to you this fear, this anxiety, this worry, this self-doubt, all this stuff, how I just treated people. I surrender it all to you. I don't want it anymore. It's too big for me. Take it. And Steve, I could tell you, it doesn't take a week. Man, God took it, right? And I feel light again and just everything's right again. And, and like my, all those lies just dissipated. So what shows up for you in that? Does that contribute to you? Does it not? I don't know. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, and I, I think for, for everyone listening, it's such a simple technique. Mm. I, I love simplicity. You know? Um, it's done because, for you spirituality. That's what that is. That, done there you for go. you spirituality. Well, sometimes we, make, sometimes we make all of this stuff complicated. Yes. And, um, and that can get in the way, I think. Um, if you look at, at scripture and what, what God is really telling us, it, it's all really pretty simple. And we tend to go complicate it all by ourselves. And, um, and so, yeah, I love the fact that you can simplify it just to that, that one thought. And, uh, and that's an easy thing for people to, kind of hang on to. Um, the trick, the challenge is creating that trigger for yourself. Yes. Well, um, you've done that, it. For that yours. takes work. I think you've, I don't think it takes that much work. Like you've done it for yourself when worry is pushed, right? The button of worry is pushed in you. You immediately think of, oh crap, right? You represent yourself, you refocus. So BC Nation, you can do the same thing with the, with the surrender principle. The second you find yourself worrying or stressing or like things are good in your life and then all of a sudden it feels like they're not, like that's from the enemy. That's a, out, that's a, a direct attack on you. Right there, the treasure principle. Uh, sorry, I said the treasure principle. That's a book I was reading. Uh, the surrender principle. Right there, turn to your heavenly father. Just get quiet. You could be in a business meeting with people all around you. Just close your eyes and say, Father. I surrender to you this you know, anxiety I'm feeling before I'm about to give this speech. I surrender to you this worry. 
I surrender to you that this person just insulted me, falsely accused me. I surrender that to you. I don't want it. I don't want to take on those lies. I don't want that to hit me. Right? And you can do this with anything in your life, BC Nation. It's such a gift. It sets you free. And yes, does it take practice? Is it a muscle you got to develop? It absolutely is. But I promise you this, it will become a habit for you. And then it's just a go-to. And your life doesn't have to be this long, like, drudgery of worry and anxiety. And so many of you are struggling with depression right now. Some of you are having thoughts of ending your life. I used to have those thoughts. You could surrender those suicidal thoughts up to your heavenly father right now. What shows up, Steve? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I just, there isn't anything that you have that, that, that he can't handle. Um, mm. and I think, uh, it, you know, I hate to say trite, you know, something that sounds trite, it, that it can be taken that way. Um, and it, you know, part of what I discovered in, in this process back in, in, uh, I was about 10 years ago now, really 2009, 2010 was that, um, I was given an opportunity to, um, to sort of experience a little, uh, a, a little heavenly discipline so that I, <laughs> I, I, so that I understood, um, exactly, you know, what, what reality was, okay. um, you know, at least that's, that's the way I've kind of processed that, that time period because the circumstances weren't pleasant at all. Mm. Um, you know, going through a divorce, uh, even though I'm, happily married now um and and wouldn't trade it for the world and 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 gained two children in the process and those relationships have been just such a blessing um the process of of divorce i wouldn't wish on my worst enemy yeah um you know it's painful it's awful um you know the the economic situation that we went through mm -hmm. and you know having to lay people off and all of that uncertainty and worry and you know relationships destroyed over um, you know, over essentially over money, you know, or, or, or our, our relationship in commerce. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but um, I wouldn't have progressed. I would have stayed on that plateau that I'd been on for 20 years. I wouldn't have progressed had I not experienced that. Mm. What have you learned about God through that process? to trust. Yeah. And that's, and I, you know, I, you and I know each other a little bit now because we've had a few conversations, but um, I'm pretty type a kind of walk into the room and take charge and let's get going. And sometimes letting go of that is incredibly difficult for me. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've built two businesses you know, you, that sort of give, um, you know, like I would understand that, yeah, you're, you're a worker here in the vineyard, but, um, you know, you're not the ultimate architect yes. to set that in its right context. I agree with you so much there. Okay, so 
I love the heavenly discipline thing and BC nation. Maybe you're going through some heavenly discipline like Steve was, maybe you're going through it right now. Maybe it looks different or maybe it looks the same. Maybe you're going through a divorce or you're, you're headed for a divorce and you don't know how to stop it or avoid it. Like this is what I do with my spiritual coaching. I help clients avoid that painful process that nobody wins. And the kids definitely don't. The kids are, they suffer. I went through divorce. I'm a product of divorce, right? I, I, I should say I was raised in divorce. And, uh, you know, that was traumatic for all of us. And anything I can do to help you avoid that in your own family, that crisis that Steve is saying he doesn't wish on his worst enemy, man, reach out, reach out for that. You know, God wants to bring healing in relationships, I truly believe. All right, so we're speaking with Steve Gordon. Uh, you can find him at unstoppableceo.net. That's Steve Gordon at unstoppableceo.net. He's the host of Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Go check him out. He's a husband and father of four. Uh, he's a faithful Christian and son of God. And uh, we're talking about how to humble ourselves and, and trust in God and in, in God's plan for our life rather than our plans and schemes. And as two type A personalities, Steve and myself, this is very difficult. You know, this, our humanity shows up more often than not. And uh, we try to take control of what God's trying to bless us with. And maybe you're doing that as well. So Steve, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you, you like what I did there, brother. Uh, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? Uh, that he created me and loves me. Amen. What's your least favorite thing about God? Sometimes he's felt it necessary to, uh, to give me some discipline. Yeah. And I think he also speaks cryptically, like, just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Steve, Steve, what are you most afraid of? Uh, you asked me this on your other podcast, and I think the answer is the same. I think failure um, in, in any area of life. Got it. And what did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s or 20s to 40s? Oh, um, uh, worrying. worrying. Worrying about things that didn't matter. I'm really glad you brought up worry as this, that's going to be the theme of the show, right? Is what to do with your worry, right? How to give that to God. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't know that I have one. What secret fear do you have about God? Every now and then there is that fear that creeps back that, man, I won't, I won't make it across the finish line. Got that. That's a real fear. I get it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? I wish I'd understood what grace really meant. Mm. Yeah, I get that. What's a new spiritual habit that you'd like to form? Um, you know, I, I'd like to start writing more. I do a lot of reading now. Uh, a lot of reading of scripture, a lot of reading of other spiritual books. It's time to start taking that and writing it and sharing what I've learned. Very cool. And what is a bad habit that you'd like to break? Judging people. Judging people. I'm right in there with you, brother. 
All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now, my friend, now that you've experienced God in your life. I am peaceful, confident, and I hope I am um, one who shares love and shares the light. Very cool. Just so you know, I get those three things about you. Just in our Thank few you. conversations. Yep. Uh, pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart. Um, I think um, I was a lot more stressed out. <laughs> um, I was a lot more stressed out. Um, and I, I'd like to think that, that well, I, I was about being loving and trying to share that. Um, I'm not sure I was very good at it. Um, and, uh, and I think I was a little bit shy and reserved. Yeah, I get that. And last question, and you answered this on the other podcast, but maybe you have a new thought about it. If you could come back to life after you died, look your wife, your kids, your family, your friends in the eye, give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Uh, my answer hasn't changed. Have faith. Have faith, BC Nation. Have faith. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Just be open. If, if you're looking for peace, it's there. But you have to be open to it. Amen to that. BC Nation, if you're searching for God right now, and maybe you were raised in a faith denomination where maybe your trust was broken through somebody, someone hurt you, someone did you wrong, and you really want to feel the love of God in your life right now, follow Steve's advice. Be open. Be open. Send up a prayer. I, I offer this for a lot of my coaching clients, and it, it really works. Look up to heaven and say, Father, if you exist, show me you exist in my life. And then believe he actually will. It's that simple. Say that for the next 10 days. And God will start to show up in your life. You got to watch, though. You got to be alert. He will show up. So if you need that, go to him. He's the answer to everything. And Steve, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Uh, best place to find me is on uh, my website at unstoppableceo.net. And uh, there's a contact form there. You can email me through that. And I uh, would love to hear from you. I hope this has been helpful for folks listening. It's certainly been, uh, been helpful for me. I've, you know, sometimes you, you learn the most just from hearing your own thoughts escape your head. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And the great part, Steve, you get to go back and, and listen to the recording and pick up on some other things, you know, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you for showing up today, Steve. You showed up powerfully. You showed up humbly. Um, and you were very transparent, uh, you know, about your own struggles and, and you just made it very human. And this is the conversation I believe we need to have nowadays is that none of us are perfect. We're all in this together. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all pursuing heaven. Let's put down the labels and let's uh, really lock arms and, and work together and help each other. BC Nation, I wish you uh, the best and, and we'll see you next week. And Steve, I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you, sir. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. 
If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.